Good morning, church. My family, we have been missing you so much. (laughs) So it's a privilege to be here with you again and um, seeing new faces. It's a it's a wonderful joy. I am I'm nervous because uh, thinking that I am the speaker for Faith Promise is is something different. (laughs) But it's a joy. It's a wonderful joy. To, to be able to, to be here today. Um, I thank God for this opportunity and for all of you. I've been thinking about uh, of you and I have been praying for you, for the whole church, and, and for what, what God has planned for all of us. And I'm so thankful that my, my husband is here. Um, one of um, my great, great blessings uh, that um, for um, for sure I know that God put us together, and He is my big supporter for all that we do. We work together, and also we have our precious daughters here, Bea and Jesse. Um, Ian is far away with his wife, but he's doing well. It's great. So um, it's a it's a blessing to be together here with you. And uh, this this morning, we are going to um, to be let's get this scripture. I will be talking about um, this scripture that, that I'm going to talk about is uh, something that God had put in my heart, and and it's very very uh, very clear the message for me there, and I hope you you can see it um, what God is uh, talking to us here through. Uh, the Apostle Peter in chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. We'll read the Bible, the, the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Praise to the Lord. Let's pray. God, thank you so much. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for this message beautiful message that you give us today, Lord. Thank you for the scriptures that are available to us to, to remember that um, you love us, Lord, and you um, treasure us, Lord. Help us, help us all to receive through your Holy Spirit this message, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. So this, um, talking about, I want to talk about the letter first. The whole, the whole um, letter, the first letter of the Peter was written to the people, um, the Christian, the Christian, the church that the had been scattered in around the, around the, the, the areas, different areas in uh, H minor. They had been persecuted because they were they believe in Jesus, and um, I, I just 
thought about how hard could be for all um, for for me, uh, especially, um, or maybe for you too, that we can think about how hard could be that um, we had to leave uh, our home, uh, the comfort of our home, and to have to be dispersed everywhere, and not to have the things that you need, the things that that um, you are used to, the church that you used to go, the market that you used to go, the school, the work, everything changed. And that was happening with the, the people in Asia Minor, the, the Christians that were scattered and, and they, they um, were uh, persecuted for, for the sake of Jesus. So uh, Peter is um, encouraging them through this, this letter, he is uh, motivating them to be uh, continuing in, in, the, in the midst of hardship, to continue following Jesus and to have um, an exempl- exemplary life among other believers and among, in, in, the, and in the world, that, that um, their conduct, that their behavior will be um, one that is... Um, honoring to God, that their life will be holy as um, God wants them to be holy. So since they had been given this gospel, the gospel of salvation, they, um, they understood that they, have, um, they had been blessed. So uh, they, they heard the, 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 the truth, the gospel of truth, so the apostle exhorted them to live different in the world, to be to make a difference that they um, don't um, give a bad testimony, because um, in the midst of some time, in the midst of hardship, some people just go away, some people stay, and some go away. So they, he wanted them to continue. So he was motivating them. <coughs> So the scripture for today uh, is um, one that is giving them, like recognizing who they are. He is just motivating them. I see Peter being uh, a brother so with a so sweet heart, so kind, that he is so concerned about them, worried that, that he doesn't want them to be to be um, stray away or that they will not will displease God. So um, the verses that, that we read, but you are a chosen people, is saying that they are different people. They are not as the people uh, that don't believe. So this verse um, talk, is a, makes a contrast with the verses before that uh, are saying that the people that don't believe the people that don't um, do uh, uh, those ones that rejected God, they are um, not not going to be blessed because they have this, they have disobe- been disobedient and they have not believed. So this made, makes a contrast. And the, the verses seven and eight said, "Now you who believe, this stone is precious." He's talking about. Um, Excuse me. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. It's talking about Jesus 
but those who do not believe the, the stone, Jesus, the builder rejected, have become the cornerstone. They re- rebuked Jesus. They rejected him. And the verse 8 says, I stone the cases people to stumble in a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also that what they were destined for. So they, this verse is telling them that they are different people than those that don't believe. So that they have to behave as who they are. They are the chosen people of God. So we're going to see who we are. Peter was saying to these people, this, this church, he was telling them they were chosen people. And also, this is for us. We are the church. We are chosen people. So I wanted to go a little bit um, in, in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy. That word is a little hard for me. Deuteronomy 7, 7, 8. We'll see how God called his people first. The people that he chose for bringing the Messiah. Why he chose them and what was his purpose. I think I'm the wrong one, sorry. It says, The Lord did not set his affection on you and chose you because you were more numerous than other people, for you were the fewest of all people. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the old he swore to your ancestor that he brought you out of with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Amen. So we see that God chose the people of Israel with a purpose. He wanted them to be his uh, priests, his prophets, that they could be reaching out to the neighboring countries, that they could bring uh, the the name of God high, that they could testify about the the coming Messiah. But what they did? They disobeyed, they rejected God, they, they went and worshiped other gods, they, the, the, the men's married with, with the women, the pagan women. And then um, God then um, chose them because they were a lot of people, or with, because they were special, but because God had a plan. He wanted to, to, uh, to bring the Messiah to this world, and he had to find a place where to do it. He could have chosen another another country, but he chose Israel, and he he wanted to to bring uh, to bring Jesus, and that, that Jesus will be honored, that Jesus will be accepted, Jesus will be received. So uh, the the people of God did um, mistakes, but love, God still loved them. And um, we see in Isaiah 53, 10, 11, that Jesus um, justified 
many through his sacrifice. And we understand that that means that the Jews and the Gentiles, and that is include us. So God had a plan for all the world, not just for the people around Israel, but the whole world was included. And, and Peter was talking about the, to the, uh, this letter, talking about uh, the Gentiles, that they were included, that they were um, part of the great family of, of God, that they were not... Uh, um, just nobody. They were somebody that, that Jesus has redeemed. So, um, in, um, now, she said that we are royal priesthood. What is a royal? A royal comes from a religion by blood, like the, the um, people in the queen just passed away, but still a lot of family there. So, this is a, a special a relationship. Uh, so they are related by blood. And we, as children of God, we are related to Jesus, who is the king of kings. And a priest is someone that represent, is representing people before God. And God, uh, and God before people. So royal priesthood is a wonderful title. It's like a high title that is given to to, uh, to these, to these uh, people in, in the, the primitive church and also to us. But it's, it's a wonderful uh, title, but it's not just to have a title. It's with a responsibility. They brought, they brought sacrifices to the people before God once a year so the people could be clean of their sins. In, um, in, Peter, in 1 Peter 2, 3, we go back to 1 Peter I think I lost it. Two three says that sorry. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, the Lord is good, as you come to him in verse four and five. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by human, by, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Every time that we come before God, we offer sacrifices to him. We offer our own bodies in, in God's presence as a sacrifice. And we... we uh, Come to him and um, praise him because he is good, because he is wonderful. And so we have been uh, called royal priesthood, that we can be help, helping others to come to the Lord, to know the Lord, which was what God was wanted the people of God to do in the Old Testament, to, to bring God, to show God to the neighbors. To, to demonstrate God's love. So also he called them holy nation. We have been set apart for God and for his service. Since we believe, all of us believe in the name of God, believing in the name of Jesus, we have been uh, added to the family of God. We are a big and a special group of people that God has chosen for his glory. We are called out of the darkness. We are called out of 
the, the sinful lives into the bright light of Jesus, that we can also be, be alive and not continue living in darkness. Paul, uh, excuse me, Peter said to the Gentiles, you were not God's people, but now you are God's people. You have not had mercy, but now you have mercy. The promise of being able to be part of God's chosen people has been extended to the Gentiles along with the Israelites. As, as the holy nation, we are in this world set apart for, uh, for being a blessing to other people. We are set apart to be holy because God said that we, he wants us to be holy. And then God, they said in the next part of the verse, God's special possession. We are God's special possession. And Isaiah 53 speaks about what Jesus had done for us. It was prophesied what he was going to do. And now we know that he did it. And he was uh, he, he paid the price for our sins, for our transgressions. He gave us um, life. He died for us. He gave uh, us freedom. He, he delivered us from, from the enemy and from the, the sins that we were in and gave us eternal life. But he sacrificed. We have been redeemed and belong to him. And when we belong to him, Nothing can, can snatch us from, from him. We belong to him and he protects us. We are under his protection. We are under his wings. He, he wants us to be protected from the, the enemy. Even he in the, in the cross, when he was praying for, for his, for his uh, disciples, he includes us. He includes all that will believe. He included us that, that we believe and that we will protect us from the, the enemy. He said not to take us from the world, but he will bring, um, um, he will protect us from, from temptation. So, so we are chosen people, we are uh, royal priesthood, and we are a holy nation, and God is special possession. And what is the purpose? As Pastor John was saying, we know the purpose that why we are here. People, there are people out there that says, I don't know why I'm, I am here. I don't know the purpose. Here we find, in the, in the middle of this verse, we find that the special purpose that God has for us is that we tell others about his love. And also that we praise him. We bring worship to him. When we do the things that we, he has to do, we are worshiping him. We worship him, worship him by, by doing the work of God. We were created, and Ephesians 2a said that we are God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good, good works, which have been prepared in advance for us to do. Every one of us that had been redeemed, Someone took the time to talk to us. Every one of us didn't come along here, didn't come along to, to the Lord. Even if you, fell, if you fell in your heart, 
There is a, every person is a different story. Every person, God called every person in a different way, but still is the Holy Spirit working in us, working since you were a child, the way your, par- your parents raised you, and the song that you heard, and different ways that God can bring you uh, to know him. So he wants his chosen people to be the light. As he said, I am the light of the world. He told the disciples, you are the light of the world. So um, as we are called to, to serve him in this, this uh, way that we will share, this is the purpose for what God called the Israelites and called the disciples, trained them for three years, prepared them for the, for the, um, for the mission, and also for us that we can share the, the wonderful work that God had done for us. Maybe you had thought that your life wasn't dramatic, um, dramatically bad. Maybe you had thought that you, um, you didn't go. And I said that because I was thinking sometime I grew up. I, was a, I became a Christian when I was a child. And I thought that I, I haven't done so bad things like some people did in the world, like um, killing or doing uh, stealing or going and partying or those things. I didn't think, I, I thought, I was kind of justifying myself. And one day, as I was preparing for giving my biography to the district, I realized that I was being um, not good in that aspect <laughs> because I thought I haven't done all those bad things and God reminded me that I, I was broken. I was a sinner. I was lost. When I, when I was a child, 10 years old, from when things I remember to 10 years old, my life was really, really sad because there was domestic violence in my home. And it was just uh, really, really hard. But God had a purpose. And I praise the Lord for, for because he, he knew me and he knew what I needed. And God moved my father to go to another city. And he, he there, um, uh, he had been up. Uh, a believer, but he had gone away, and so when we went to to the other uh, other city, there was a person that was talking to my father about the Lord, and there there was some time that my father wanted to take us to watch movies, the children, and and I remember that one day um, at the church was at the other side. I don't know if I had shared this before, but it just brought me. The fact that God redeemed me from from darkness, um, that He chose me, and um, so one day we were at, this, at the, the the theater waiting to buy the tickets, and then when um, I heard the music from the the church and the other side of the street, and I just fell in my heart like I wanted to be there, and I told told my father. Father, why we don't go to the church instead of going to the the, the theater? And he's, he's, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but he said that I, we got the whole hands together and we went to the church. And from then on, my life changed forever. 
God, God is good, and God can transform life. And I don't know what is going, what is going through with your life right now or your families. I just encourage you to continue believing in God. Don't lose hope. Don't, don't dismay because when we come, come to the Lord and ask him, he really works in, in people's life. And, and have been to be here with you today for me is something that I, I could never see. I mean, I couldn't, could never in my life when I was in Honduras. I didn't speak English when I came to the States. And I still have broken English, but um, I, I feel I take this as a privilege and a grand, great opportunity that God is giving me to talk to you today and to encourage you that, that you are loved, that you are chosen, that you are holy holy nation, you are a, a priest, a royal priest, and God's own possession, precious possession, and he chose you with a purpose. And um, as he, he rescued me, I, I, I can see many times that I was in danger. I could see that I couldn't be here. He wasn't for him. I could not be married to Tony. It wasn't because God has a purpose for me. And um, so this is beginning part of my, my story, how God has blessed me being part of the Nazarene Church, how being part of God's kingdom, to be, uh, to be, uh, to be saved, to be transformed, to be uh, in, in the place where um, many people hasn't been able to get there, to get yet, and, and us, but we can fulfill the purpose of God reaching out to other people. We never know how we can, can touch people's life. Like um, Pastor was praying about um, um, making notes, or he was saying about making notes to people, writing notes or, or making a phone call, sending a text and an email. You never know how you will encourage someone and how God will start using what you do in the kingdom of God. Sometimes we... we um, I have heard people saying, I cannot, I am not good talking. And we hear Jeremiah saying, I cannot talk. Moses was saying, I cannot talk. And we're kind of excuses. But, um, and, um, but we can talk. We can say what God has done for us. It's not difficult. You know, sometimes we hear people talking about other people. And God was talking to me a few days ago about when someone comes and talks to you about someone else in not, in not a good way, just ask them, tell me about yourself. Tell me about yourself. Because sometimes people need to talk, need to say what is happening inside of them. So um, it's, it's very important that um, we see that the purpose of God is, is for all of us that we can share our story, what God has done for us. God brought me to the States when, with Tony. When we married in Honduras, Tony was a missionary there. And you will not believe that how God made a way. We were in that, when we moved to that, that place, we found this, this church. And I stayed for, in that church for 17 years until I married Tony. And, and when Tony went to Honduras, he went to the ministry where I was working. And, and the ministry had been looking for a shelter church for the ministry. They were um, giving a, um, a study to poor people. 
And I live in the city, but many students came from sixth grade to ninth grade from, from the mountains. From They were children of pastors, um, children or widows or orphans. And then Tony came priciously to my church because this, this uh, ministry was chattered by my, my church. My pastor and, and the, the board opened the door for, for the ministry. They were like probably 10 churches in the city, and nobody wanted to take the, the ministry, but our church did. And then I was blessed because Tony got there, and, and then we met, even though we didn't know until seven, seven years later that what God had in store for us. And so God has been so good to us, and I feel without a doubt that God put us together because he wanted he want us to, to work together and, and we are um, doing things that uh, probably we could not do alone. Um, uh, we, we support each other. So um, what I can say about the Nazarene Church is that we came to the States, we met a wonderful couple. God will make a way. It's like a chain. One tells one and somebody tells another, and it goes, it's pass, passing it on. So um, we, we went to, we were in a church, in, uh, just going for some Sundays to the church in, in, in Canterbury, and it was English. And I said to Tony, we need to find a Spanish church. I don't understand anything. <laughs> And so we found we have already been invited by by um, a uh, sorry Colombian lady to her Bible study, and there we met Pastor Juan and Rebecca Rivera, who Pastor John White knows very well, and they were a blessing to us. And when we got there to the Bible study, they invited us to the Lowell Church. And we were there in the Lord Church for eight years. And I remember the, one of the first things that Pastor Juan and Rebecca Rivera did, said, there is work to do. And so we began heavy helping them to plant churches in Fitchburg and Framingham. And um, it was a wonderful experience. Bea was a missionary with us. I was pregnant with Bea when we went, were uh, going to, to a ministry, minister there. And... and um, I, I love the, the opportunity that we have. It has been a build-up, and, and then we're helping in planting a church in, in, in Nashua um, for uh, reasons without details that um, the church is not there anymore, but um, God helped us to spread the word, to spread the word, and the word never come back empty. Even if, if the people is not meeting, like the people that we share the word, the word has the word has power and it works. Um, I was reading a book about how how the miracle of the word, first of all, how the miracle of planting a seed in the ground and how it it begins to work. It begins to work in a way that we don't we don't see the work, we don't see what is happening, and then suddenly you see a stem coming up. The corn coming up, and okras coming up, and peas, and whatever vegetable you plant, you see them coming up. You don't see the work because we go to sleep. This is what I read in this book, and really hit me the way thinking that whatever we say, it, it has to be guided by God, the word that we say to people, because 
God will use it. Sometime in life, it will work. And, and maybe you say one thing, somebody else says something else, but it's always God's word coming to people. And God will use that word and will produce fruit. So God has been um, helping us in, in many ways. So we moved to, to, to Canterbury. And you know why we moved to Canterbury? Well, my family, uh, our family blessed us with a house. And before we moved here, we, I was looking for the church of the Nazarene around here. And I found it on the Internet. And I found out that Pastor John White was coming here. And I thought, I knew the story that Pastor John White had donated the kidney to my pastor then. And that really, I thought, if this pastor did this for, for my pastor, he's a wonderful pastor. So God bless you, Pastor, for what you did. Pastor John, John um, Pastor Juan Rivera lived ten years with. Her, I remember well with his kidney, and so I wanted to be under his his um, sheltering. And and now again he is here with us. So um, God uh, God bless us, and I have been blessed so much in this church. God had given me the opportunity to be ministering with, to you and with you, participating in classes together, and having um, a joy for me to see what God is doing and what he has done in my life. I, like I said in the beginning, uh, I, don't, I couldn't be here if it wasn't for him. And I, I appreciate so much what all the pastors that I have um, have these past years have been. We have been seven almost 17, 16 going to 17 years here in the Nazarene Church in, in Loudoun. So we have been blessed. So I wanted to, to mention um, a few things that, um, that we, uh, we have been doing, and probably you know, you know, I have been part of the community Bible study. Like I, I call that um, opportunity, like uh, fresh expressions. Like we went to a um, we went to a uh, this uh, conference in Lowell um, about doing things for the kingdom and not necessarily going to preach the message, not going with the Bible exactly, but starting, starting in, a, in a place where you, you make connection with people and you um, uh, do uh, the, the work of God, you minister, you, you encourage people. So um, to be in the community Bible study had been a, a privilege for me because it, it helped me. For five years, I had been talking um, uh, sometimes as a member, sometimes as, as, as a leader. But um, the, studying the Bible, the scripture is amazing, and it has helped me a lot. To tell you that sometime I, I was thinking that I wanted to do something else. Um, when the, the end of year in May, um, I thought, well, we are going, I think I, I will. I have been thinking about studying and ministering Spanish with the homeless and helping people in, in Manchester. So I was thinking about that several times. And so um, then every time that they announced a new book, I felt like I couldn't get detached from a community Bible study because it was special to be studying God's Word. And in, in a way, sometime when the pandemic came, I had to learn to do um, technology, to use Zoom, and, and sometimes the, the voice was broken, but uh, it, 
we did it. We made it, and, and we had the opportunity to minister to 12, to 12 ladies in, in the group. And so now, finally, this year, last year, I decided that I, I need to do something different, always related to ministry, always to, to, to be able to, to minister to other people. So at this time, um, I, I wanted to share about what um, had been uh, something that sometimes we think that could be a chance, but God, for God, there are no chances. Um, 2020, we did, um, with, with the pandemic, at the time, I was really sick. From January to May, I was really sick. You remember that I was not coming sometime because I was really sick. But um, with, the pan- with the pandemic, uh, we got reconnected with a group in Honduras, a, a, a group of um, classmates from Honduras. Some were Tony students, some were my classmates, some were students uh, of us. And then that helped me to get out of my bed. I felt like I haven't... Uh, uh, that connection with these people that I need, I would like to minister to them, and and then they invited me to be part of a prayer prayer group. And as I was involved with them, to talk to them and to to pray with them, to pray for other people. Many people were in the hospital; they were dying, they were really sick, and we were praying together. and And we send audios, and um, people send requests, and we pray. We were praying for them. And, and some uh, ladies, they got out of COVID. Some uh, some died, but uh, some of them were just like passing uh, with their lungs. They were not really um, uh, good, and and God rescued them. And I don't say that I did it, but God did it through the unifying. Uh, um, a spirit of intercession, and then I, I began with Pastor Pastor David. Um, uh, I asked Pastor David one time how what material I could use for Bible study, and he gave me a material that he had made, and and so I began doing discipleship and online or uh, with um, audios with uh, the this lady, some ladies in, in Honduras, and from there. Two years forward, um, one of the the, the ladies um, one day told me that they were having a hard time with the, the church where they were, and and she asked me, uh, "Could you come and start a church with us?" <laughs> and so I thought, "Oh no, I don't think it, I, not time yet for that. We are not going to Honduras yet." And so, um, but they were desperate to do to do something. They wanted to serve God, and so. Um, I told them that I couldn't, I couldn't ask them ethically. I couldn't tell them leave your church and and be a pastor in our church because I know that will be a process. And so I told them that if they they were really thinking that they would like to do something like that, I said you stay where you are right now, but you can start reading um, the, the the church essentials, what we do, how we believe, and all those things. And I didn't I didn't think um, anything will happen, but um, in April, I think they began, uh, we were trying to connect them. We wanted to, them to take a course with Tony. Tony was taking a course in Pricelessly and Administration of the Church, and we thought that that would be a good topic for them to, to study and to, pre- to prepare if they really wanted to, to join our church. And so 
we try connected with the people in Honduras, in Honduras, in Costa Rica, to connect them with the class. And, and the class that Tony was taking was just for his, Hispanic people in, in the States, and they couldn't take the course. So I connected with another person in Honduras that um, it was the director of the theological seminary. And um, I, I told him what, what um, this couple um, uh, were doing and how they were um, struggling and that they, they had potential. And so um, the pastor um, sent another pastor from that city. It's called Seiba. It's one of the, the largest cities in the coast. And so there is a church in, in the Nazarene and in Seiba, but it's, it has a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people in, and you had to, to pay a bus to go a long way, like half an hour, an hour trip. And so um, La Maria um, had been connected with somebody else, another, another church that don't have a home. They don't, don't have anybody to pastor them. So um, they had been connected with them. But the pastor and Seba brought them, came to their home instantly. He just heard the, the, the director telling him, go and visit this couple. And they, uh, he went to visit with them and, and had been helping them, taking them to church, driving them back and forth. And they have been participating in, in um, different events. And they are going to be trained to be planters of the church of the Nazarene. Nazarene. And the wonderful thing is that this will be the first time that there, is, there are going to be two churches in the same city, two churches of the Nazarene because it's, this will be like a daughter church for um, uh, this uh, pastor. So we are so, so excited because um, they, they have been um, uh, willing to, to be trained, and they are, oh yeah, there's Maria and, and uh, Donaldo and their daughters Pamela in Genesis, and uh, we are so thankful for them. I wanted to put a picture that, that, that you could pray for them because Maria has been through so much lately. She, she is so, so um, joy, joyful. She, she wants to do the things of God, but her father has been dying. Her father had four surgeries in like in a week. And um, she went to, to be with her dad for two weeks. And uh, she had to come back because the pastor, they had the pastor retreat. But... Um, she had been holding her family, helping her father, praying with him, reading the Bible. And even her family could not believe that the father could leave. And they, she was praying, saying, he's going to leave. And the, 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 the uh, sister said, we are making the grave now because he's going to die. And now she sent me a picture. Her father is sitting and eating. So it's just amazing what God is doing. And he said, nothing will stop us. We want to do God's work. And so we are so thankful to God for this couple because God is doing something great. God is opening the door for them. And I know that they will reach out to so many people. And um, so in November, they are going to go to start the, the training, uh, how to do the planting of a church. So it's, it's amazing what God can do. Uh, when we can help people, we can encourage people. Uh, Sometimes people call, like a few days ago, somebody called and said, I was surprised, Tony, and I was surprised. Somebody called, felt the confidence to call us and say, please, sister, help us. We, we don't have anything to eat. 
and it was like, wow, I, I, for a moment I thought I was a scammer. And so, so I told Tony, we will call to check what is this. And so I began making questions because I haven't heard this, this person for a long time. And so um, we, we heard uh, the story about how things are so hard, the economy is so hard, and, and Maria and Donaldo also had a had, hard time with uh, paying the, the, the hospital for their father. The, they are... Um, in Honduras, you, you go to the, the clinic or the hospital, you need to bring money, now they don't treat you. It's not like here, we go to the hospital and they send the bill after. It's different. So they have been depending on God for, for help. So, um, so whatever we do, all of us, um, we can be an impact to people and God can use us. And like with, I say about um, fresh expression, that we can find a way to reach out to people. And um, maybe a Bible study um, uh, or just to go to lunch, to go to breakfast. People like when uh, you, you invite them to do something like that. Um, we, we had experience in our, in our neighborhood. We, when we moved to, to Canterbury, excuse me, when we moved to Laconia, we are in transition with our home right now, being repaired. And, and I thought, what we're going to do in, in Laconia, what God is bringing us there. And uh, several months, uh, had, I mean, six months now, seven months that we have been there. And, and God is giving us the opportunity to reach out to people, the neighbors. Just here, talking with a person, it's like I began talking with this lady in the, in the, in the building, just in the in the laundry room, and I told her that, um, just began conversing with her, t- telling her that we were um, um, just moving to the, into the building, and, and I, I told her that um, Jesus loved her, and she began opening up, opening up that her, her daughter, 10 years old, had died from cancer. And so I've been talking to her, talking to her, and then one day we were in front of the door of my apartment, our apartment, and, and I, um, I saw... Um, I saw her, and, and, and then there was this man coming while we were talking. Uh, I was uh, chica Mary in September, and then this man was passing by, listening to our conversation. I was telling her if she needed a Bible, I would, I would um, get a Bible for her. And she said, okay, and so we were talking about uh, translations and different versions. And then this man passed, and, and he, he didn't want to pass. And I said, go ahead. And he said, oh, the conversation is very interesting. <laughs> and so he said, um, so I said to him, do you want to be, do you want a Bible? And he said, I have a Bible. And he said, do you want to be part of our Bible study on Tuesday? And he said, yes. And my, my son also who would come too. And then on Wednesday, on Tuesday, he was there knocking at the door. I, I didn't expect that he would come. <laughs> so he came with his son. And so um, we are um, uh, sharing the word with them and, uh, we'll see what God brings from there. And so, um, doing uh, the uh, this, forget the, the student ministry. <clears throat> this is something very important for the church, and I'm so thankful to Pastor Pastor uh, David for teaching us, for training us, the church, uh, who, uh, for those that were trained, how um, important it is to be to be helping our congregation, our brothers and sisters need need help and and so um many times i i thought i would like to minister to to people one-on-one and i would like to do it right 
I would like to do it in a way that, that is, I, I have the right words to say, not just um, bubbling. <laughs> and so um, to have the training became so wonderful for me, for me because at the time, even without knowing, I went there to help, to, to, to learn to help other people to do it the right way. And in the midst of it, Tony got really sick. And you will not believe that the topic, the topic of um, that we were uh, on when Tony got sick was exactly what Tony was going through. And that, that just helped me so much um, to be able to, to, um, to help Tony, to be able to tell him the things that he needed to hear. And um, God, God worked a miracle in Tony in praying and um, talking with the other people. Uh, I called everybody that I could to come and help Tony and talk to Tony and, and God ministered to him. But I felt like a student ministry is a good opportunity. Um, if you have not thought about um, being part of a student ministry, I invite you to take that course because uh, it will help you. It will help you to, to get out of your comfort zone. If you don't feel brave enough, that will push you because you will see there are a lot of needs out there that need to, be, need to be met. So as chosen people, we need to, to, do, uh, to find the need and meet the need because um, that is what Jesus came to do. He came from heaven. He was the, one of those wonderful missionaries in the world, in the, in the earth, that came to this, this world, world to, to do um, the mission uh, reaching out to the lost. He came to save and um, um, give life, eternal life to the, those that were lost. And one of us, all, all of us were lost, and he loved us so much. And you know what? I could tell you many more things, but I know we need to go. And um, I just, um, I'm thankful to God for all of you, for, for the wonderful church that that uh, we have, and um, this is not only to reinforce what you already know, this is only to encourage you to continue doing what you do now, and, and if you have an other opportunity, just take them on, because God will bless you. God will do great things in your life, and you will not, um, you will not regret. So as, as chosen people, uh, our purpose is to go and help, to, to help others to know Jesus, and um, we can, like uh, Mary said, you don't need to go so, so far away. We, we, uh, we can go if we, if we are able, but the nations are around us. We have so many nations. I have seen people from China, from Nepal, from Philippines, from Puerto Rico, from Dominican Republic, all, all nations around us, so we can reach people here around us, but also we can, uh, as we are celebrating today, Faith Promises. Faith Promise for me is a wonderful event. It's uh, something that I love to, to hear the stories. And, and so <clears throat> as believers, we can share with others through um, doing the word. First of all, giving the message and pray and give your offerings. Whatever God put in your heart, I know that God will multiply it. God is faithful to his word. So um, 
we give with a cheerful heart, that is the best thing. So um, I encourage you all to, to think about those things, to go and share the gospel, to pray for the, the mission that God will prepare the hearts for when we go out to, to, to share the, the word and to, to, to give of our resources, all that we can take, all that you can do to, uh, to, to use your resources for the, the kingdom of God. So let's stand up and pray. And thank God for this time. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. You are amazing, Father. Thank you for choosing us to be your people, oh, Lord. God, thank you for my brother and my sister today. Thank you that you've given us this opportunity to, to share your word and to, to spend this time together. Please bless each one of us, Lord Jesus, each of my brothers and sisters that are here, Lord, that we will feel encouraged and that your Holy Spirit will enable us to do what you want us to do, Father. Thank you for, for your presence in our midst, Lord. Thank you, God, for uh, loving us so much that you gave your life for us and you came to this world just to to give us eternal life, Lord. Please, Lord, help everyone, God, and their needs, and, and that um, each one, Father, will know what is your purpose for them, Father, what you want them to do, Father. Help us to um, follow your call, God, to listen to you, your direction, Father. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you.